Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. And this new series is exploring one of the ways we're seeking to do things as a church through building a culture of honour. Honouring is where we seek to build up, not tear down, bringing dignity rather than shame. But the danger with anything that when you feel like, all right, this is something I've got to do, is we rush to the doing. Rather, the way of Jesus is always, it's an overflow of something we've received. As I want us to discover and understand that the starting point, the foundation of any culture that we're seeking to build, that's seeking to honour, is understanding that we are honoured by God. Thanks for joining us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 27. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptised into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body, because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body, because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If your whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. one and all my name's Adrian if you don't know me and I'll be taking us through things to the end of this morning um hi upstairs hi downstairs and hi online good to be with you all a privilege to share and thank you Isaac uh, for reading uh, so excellently over us scripture I just love it when the bible was read over us it just kind of you just breathe it in uh, that's what I do and um as has been seen we're going to be kind of camping out uh, in this passage that's been read over us over the next few weeks as we look at this new series is we believe as a church, Jesus changes everything. 
And that imp impacts like why we exist as a church. It impacts what we do as a church, but it also impacts the way in which we do everything. You see, the way is all about the culture we seek to build together, which is like the water that we swim in. And this new series is exploring one of the ways we're seeking to do things as a church through building a culture of honor. See, building a culture of honor will kind of think, bring different things to mind for different ones of us. See, that word honor will mean a whole load of different things. You see, for some of us, we'll immediately be thinking of yesterday's announcements of how the king is seeking to honor different individuals for their achievements or in recognition of something of who they are. Uh, for others of us, we might think about our workplace or maybe this, the education establishment we're in or uh, maybe our home life and just think of like ways in which we honor or are honored in our achievements or uh, moments of positions that we take. And we think that, but then you kind of think a bit more broadly in terms of society and you think, well, honor seems to kind of play itself out in a complicated way. You see, you look and see that often that word honor can feel like a, something that feels a bit cynical because you find that you're meant to show honor to individuals where when you start to look at the whole of their life, you think, well, some of how they're living doesn't seem to be that honorable. You know, I'm not going to name names, but you just have to look at the news over the last kind of three or four days to see moments where you think, I, I thought we were going to give them honor, and yet how they've been living doesn't seem that honorable. You then see that wider sense in terms of culture, both on a big scale, but also in individual kind of friendship circles, that you can have these moments where suddenly someone does something or says something and says, that's it, they're cancelled. It seems like honour is this loaded term. And the dictionary defines honour like this. The Oxford English Dictionary says, it's about great respect, esteem, or reverence received, gained, or enjoyed by a person. And the dictionary might define it like that, but we're all come with it, come at it with like different uh, emotions of our experience of it, both positively and negatively. And so in one sense, you can think, well, why on earth are we looking at this then? Why on earth are we saying that we want to seek to build a culture of honor? Whereas with, is often the case in the way of Jesus, is that he comes to reveal a different way to what we see around the world in how we live out something. And actually, we find again that this invitation to build a culture of honor is an invitation to come and be salt and light, to offer something that's slightly different uh, to what we see in the world. Is you see that actually the story of the Bible is a story that reveals a story of honor. And honour is something that we've said we do want to build together as a church. As you came in, if you're in this building, if you came in through the front doors, you'd have seen posters in front of you, and you may not have taken them in, but those posters all reveal the culture that we're seeking to build here under the phrase of home. What we want to say is, as a kind of group of people, what we're seeking to build is a culture of home that's revealed in different ways. And one of those ways... I went slightly high-pitched there, Scooby-Doo moment. One of those ways is culture. Sorry, is honor. And what we've said is honoring is where we seek to build up, not tear down, bringing dignity rather than shame. Where we seek to build up, not tear down, bringing dignity rather than shame. 
What we're going to do over the coming weeks is to camp out in 1 Corinthians 12 and the chapters just before and after to discover and put some flesh on the bones of how do we seek then to do that together. Because I promise you, as we live that way, it will do us good. But it will also do good to those we come into contact with and to the world outside. And so over the coming weeks, we're going to look at how we're going to live seeking to be those honoring our differences Honouring through protecting, honouring through standing with, honouring spiritual gifts, and honouring as we gather. But the danger with anything that when you feel like, all right, this is something I've got to do, is we rush to the doing. Rather, the way of Jesus is always, it's an overflow of something we've received. And so the foundation, the place we start is actually understanding that we have been honoured. And out of being honoured, we then get to honour. And it's come through already in our time of worship of the Bible verses being read out, the impressions and encouragements that people have shared of just how God as a father sees us. And I'm, if you like, just going to underline some of it as I want us to discover and understand that the starting point, the foundation of any culture that we're seeking to build, that's seeking to honour, is understanding that we are honoured by God. Maybe you've come around us today and you're on a journey trying to discover who God is. Well, maybe today you get to discover God is one who's longing to honor you. For many of us in this room, we say, no, no, I've centered my life on Jesus. And yet for us, we're those then that get to live in light of the fact that we've been honored by God. In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12, 13, and 27, I want us to zoom in on these verses. Paul's kind of highlighting that through centering our life on Jesus, we get to understand the wonder of how God has honoured us. And he kind of uses the, the illustration of baptism to kind of show how the wonder and beauty of how God has honoured us. Because he wants us to understand that this honouring that we get to show is always flowing out of the honouring that we've known. And we're going to get to the end, and I promise you there will be an end. Um, and when we get to the end, we're actually going to come and share communion with one another. As there's so many ways that we can approach the communion table, but today also to see it that it's a table of honor. And what we're going to discover is that as Paul paints a picture in 1 Corinthians 12, that how God honors us as we center our lives on Jesus is by calling us the body of Christ. And we're going to get to share communion together as we come as the body of Christ to receive a fresh Christ body. See, the danger is that we could grow familiar. I say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Adrian, I kind of get it. Yeah, God's honored us. Yeah, yeah, move on. Now, do we, do we live from that place? Do we live from the beauty and wonder of what it is to be the body of Christ? of the status, the belonging, of the purpose that gives us. I know for me, as I've just been camping out in these verses, camping out, I've just contemplating, what does it mean to be honoured by God? It's caused me to think, man, I just grow so familiar to this. And familiarity can breed contempt. And I found myself just coming back saying, God, would you come and just reveal afresh just the wonder of what it is to be honoured by you. Because actually every day as I've come and gathered that deep sense of God's honouring of us, that we are now called, regardless of our background, regardless of what we've done, that together we receive the same honour 
of being the body of Christ. It's transformed. It's transformed how I see others. It's transformed how I've lived towards others. And it's transformed how I see myself. I just want to pray for us just very briefly, just in this moment, that we wouldn't approach the next few minutes of just thinking about lunch, thinking about how hot it is. But rather, we just say, Jesus, would you reveal something more of the wonder of what it is to be your body on earth? Jesus, I just pray for each and every one of us. I pray for those of us who are just coming in cold, just kind of wondering what on earth is going on. I pray would you come and reveal yourself as enough for us. I pray for those of us who've come knowing you. I pray, God, that that familiarity we can gain of just thinking, yep, we're the body of Christ. I pray would you come and would you cause the weight, the privilege, the wonder and the beauty to captivate our hearts afresh now. I ask that, Jesus. Oh, man. So we start with status. Paul kind of uses this image of baptism to reveal status. And, and in it, why he's using baptism is, is, I think there's some things that he's trying to draw out of it because what it's showing, baptism in water, where you go under and come back out as you're dying to self coming out in Jesus is the work of the Spirit in each and every one of us. And for us to see the status that God honors us with as we become those that become the body of Christ... I just want to join some dots. The first dot I want to join is a familiar story, a familiar story about a father and their son. The son who's lost. You can read the story in Luke 15. A son who decides to go their own way and in going their own way actually gets to in a heap of trouble and then gets to his point of thinking, actually, maybe I'd be better off if I just went back to my father's house. And this son's story is our story, our story of where we can go our own way and think, yeah, I can make life work. And yet we find ourselves just empty and in need. And just saying, man, I just need mercy and love. And the son goes back, if you remember the story, and goes back to his father's house, I'm thinking, man, even if I just got to work there, that'd be better than the life I've got now. And that story is like this image of how the Father wants to encounter you and me. You see, that story isn't just a one-off moment. I find it is a day-to-day moment as I find within my days, I can find myself straying away, trying to say, yeah, I get it, I'll take it from here. And then having to come back and say, I don't know, I really need you, Father. And of all the days to look at this story, surely this is a good day. I just want to read what Jesus says about that moment when the son returns to the father. When you and I return to the father. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. You thought you were just here by mistake. The Father knew you were coming. And filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. 
his son said to his father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. You see, the father longs to meet with you and with me continuously to say, I want to remove the shame, the grubbiness of what you're living with in order that you'd know that you've got a different robe to wear, a robe of my love and acceptance, a robe of your status now as mine. But remember, Paul was like joining this to baptism. So let's join the dots. Remember the story? Let's join a different dot. Galatians 3, verse 27, where Paul writes this, and all who've been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. You see, the status the Father gives us is the status of being robed by the Son. It's not like some kind of fancy robe of like, oh yeah, this is kind of like a Joseph moment. Remember him, the Technicolor Dreamcoat guy? Yeah, I get a dazzly robe that everyone could look at. No, 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 it's way better than an item of clothing. It's the Son of God. And Paul says, you all know your status as the body of Christ, or you're those that have now been robed by Christ. You wear Christ. He's the clothes that you wear. He's the one that now defines you. That the love that he knows, the acceptance he lives with, the peace that he continuously expresses as he is the Prince of Peace, the righteousness that he knows, the goodness that flows from him is now encompassing you and me. That's our status. That's how the Father honors you. That's how the Father is honoring me. Are we wearing the right robes? That's a tongue tire, isn't it? Are we wearing the right robes? Have you remembered, if you're a follower of Jesus, that that is now where you are? You're one who's in Christ? Or do you find yourself forgetting what you're wearing and thinking it's down to you or what you've done or the, th the mistakes you've made? Maybe in this moment it's remembering, no, no, your status, you're in Christ. All of who he is is now all of who you are and all of who I am. But you see, being body of Christ is also about belonging. Like, each of us have inbuilt this desire and design to belong. Like, I could tell you stories of moments where I felt like I could belong. I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was two guys, Michael and Leon, and I, like, belonged to them, and we were good friends. And the great thing of being friends with Michael and Leon is they were the toughest kids in my school. Therefore, because I was with them, no one messed with me. But reality is that friendship changed. I could tell another story. When I was 18, I remember doing a big party for everyone I knew. And loads of people came apart from my closest friends. And in that moment of joy, I was just left with this kind of moment of pain. I thinking, I thought like we belonged. You see, belonging can fill us with joy when it feels very present and can feel us with deep pain when we feel and know its absence. And what Paul says, oh no, you're the body of Christ. That's how much you belong. That you're not anyone 
old person, you're now his. That's what the body of Christ is talking about. Like, who are we? Oh, we're Christ's. That's how much he wants us to know we belong to him. It's that he identifies with us and says, oh, no, now you're mine. You're like my body on earth. That's how much we belong. And it speaks of not kind of something that's going to waver. Isn't it like sometimes we're the body, sometimes we're not? No, this is consistently how we are forever now. That's how much we belong. Like, I don't wake up and think, oh, no, I wonder which parts of my body aren't going to be there today. No, I, I consistently, this has been it for 49 years. It's weathered a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> but it's there, you see, the, when that, that image of the body is going to speak to us and say, oh, what's this about? It's about a belonging. A belonging that we're here. It's a belonging that's lasting. And it's a belonging that speaks of connection. See, Paul was forever changed in his encounter, first encounter with the risen Jesus. You can read it in Acts 9, where Paul encounters the risen Jesus, and Jesus simply says this to him, Paul, Saul, Saul, which is his name then, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? At that point, Saul doesn't say, but I'm not persecuting you. I'm persecuting the people who are following you. He realizes there is a deep mystery and connection in the, those that are followers of Jesus and Jesus himself. There were not any old bunch of people with a body of Christ intimately and intricately connected to him. It's about status, it's about belonging, and it's about purpose. Every single one of us wants to know why we're here. It's inbuilt. It's part of the human condition. Why? Because we were designed to do something. We were designed to reveal the wonder of who God is. And being the body of Christ speaks into our purpose. That's what the Spirit is longing to do. It's why Paul keeps saying, you have the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit at work in us, who's longing to do a couple of things. He's longing to cause us to understand and live more in the wonder of what it is to be the body of Christ by being more like Christ. The Spirit is longing to guide us and to lead us and to empower us to be those who are continuously saying, yeah, to live is Christ. That I want less of me and more of you, Jesus, in the way I think, in the way I talk, in the way I act. Not as a kind of to-do list of every day going, oh no, I must be more like Jesus. No, it's the, the Spirit is at work in us saying, I'm looking to lead you into more of what this looks like to think like Jesus, to act like Jesus, to speak like Jesus. But it's only that we become more like Christ. It's also that the Spirit is longing to cause us, the body of Christ, to be those who reveal Christ to each other in the world. I love St. Teresa of Avila and what she says. She says, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, your, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Wow. He's starting to understand how we've been honored. That when you go back to your homes, your streets, your workplaces, 
your recovery groups, the clubs you're part of, the shops you shop in, the education establishments we're part of, the hospitals we're working in, the hospitals we're visiting, we're going as Christ. And as people encounter us, the Spirit is causing them to encounter Christ. And what an honor. We're those that God has honored. Therefore, we need to be those that are living honored, living with honor. I say just quickly two ways that I think we need to be doing this. I think it needs to be in terms of knowing and showing. In terms of knowing, because often it gets like, people will say, well, I can't make it a bit practical. Like, how do I do this? It all sounds nice, but what does this look like in my day-to-day existence? Let's keep it simple. If you're regular around Oasis, we use three words that kind of keep it simple. I'm not going to get us to say them, because I realized last time we seemed like a cult. Um, <laughs> and the more you tell people you're not a cult, the more you sound like a cult. Um, we use three words, pause, center, continue. I want to encourage us daily this coming week to pause. And within the pause, to center on the wonder that God has honored you. And that God has honored you with status, with belonging, and with purpose. And that's revealed through being the body of Christ. And that as you spend time centering, contemplating, receiving again afresh the wonder of what it is to be the body of Christ, we then get to thirdly, continue. Continue from that place in how we then seek to think, speak, and act. See, how we work this out is knowing and then showing. And the showing comes out of that place of understanding how we've been on it. And I'd say that showing we're going to work out over the coming weeks. I'm not going to give you a, here's 10 things to do in how you should be honoring everyone else. No, no, we're just going to look how that works out. How it works out towards one another. How it works out towards the world outside over the coming weeks. Rather today, I just want us to camp out and just allow the beauty, the wonder, the magnitude to come to us afresh, that we are a people who have been honored to honor. And that as we live understanding how much we have been honored by God, it will cause us to honor others. And what that then will in turn do is cause us to honor God. I'd wanted to do a quick formula and I thought, no, no, I I won't, but um, I am going to. So what we're going to find through this series is this. Honor equals honor equals honor. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Honor equals honor equals honor. And you go away. You contemplate it. Think about it. And realize, yeah, I'm one who's honored to honor, and it brings honor. Wow, what a privilege. Which brings us to the table. So many ways that you can approach the table. And today we approach it as the table of honor. Where we come together as the body of Christ to receive a fresh Christ body. And as we receive, as we eat that bread, as we drink the juice, we're receiving afresh the honor that Jesus affords you and affords me. That isn't down to our merit, 
isn't down to our achievement, isn't down to obligation, but is founded on his love for you and his love for me. Therefore, I want to ask you, if you are a follower of Jesus, or if you're here today saying, I want in, I want to receive everything that's been spoken of. I don't understand it all, but I want to receive you, Jesus. Then come. Come to the table and take some bread and some juice, and then we'll take it back to our seats, and then we're going to share it together to end with in this meal of honour. going to pray for us just where we are. Jesus, I thank you. You know every single individual in this room, every individual who's watching this live in this moment, live in moments to come. And your desire and design is to meet with us. And I thank you that you're longing to cause more of the wonder, of the honor, of the life that you've given us to be your body, Christ on earth to take root and I just pray that would start to happen for some of us for some of us who just need to know those old clothes aren't what determine us anymore you do I pray for some of us where we just need to know that we truly belong that we belong to you I pray would you cause that to take root I pray for others of us who've just been feeling like we're just spinning, kind of wondering which direction to go, that we'd understand that there's purpose. The Spirit, you're longing to guide us into more of the life of Jesus, more of revealing Jesus. Amen. Oh,